All right, we're live on Instagram. We're waiting for Facebook. There it is right there. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Live from My Mother's Basement. You can hear the enthusiasm in my voice of how happy I am that finally, after a year of begging this man to come to the basement, he finally <laughs> makes it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the incredibly talented Artie Pasquale, ladies wow, and gentlemen. How's wow, that, what huh? an introduction. That what, nice? And this is not just a basement. This is the this basement. Is, this is a nostalgic museum of, of your, <laughs> your family, your mother, your grandmother. It's unbelievable what you have. I'm, I'm so glad Thank you, you so noticed. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you noticed everything when you came walking in. Now, we have a history, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen each other in quite some time. We talk every once in a while. We see each other from time to time on social media. We have a large amount of friends in common. Yet, sometimes entertainers are just working on so many different projects, you don't get to see the guy. Yeah, you don't get right. to see your friends all the time. Yeah, maybe occasionally you might bump into somebody in another project, but yeah, it's a brief, a brief relationship, but sometimes it's a very binding relationship. You know, you know that's something we can actually start off yeah. with. There's something about working on, let's say, a movie or a TV show, or maybe a live performance, that you become family, like in lightning speed, even if it's an argument. It's family, and then you miss your family. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Well, the Sopranos is a great example of that, but we can talk about that uh, later on if you want. When they talk about family and family. family. Yeah, wow, that's I mean, a family of every all families. Pro every project, you really, you really, it's a family. Yes. Whether it be for ten minutes or twenty minutes, it might be one scene, but then you hang around and it, and it's it's great. It's just a wonderful relationship. I, I wonder. Unique. I wonder what that is. It is. It's some kind of a unique thing that makes you bond so fast yeah. that you can almost remember everything as time goes by about the 10 minutes you spent together. Yeah. We met a long time ago through mutual friends. I think it had a lot to do with our mutual friend Danny Aiello. Yeah, yeah, that's it's I think of him all the time. You know, he was a special guy as you very well know and if your viewers they must I'm sure they know of him. It's too bad you never met him. If you, maybe you have met him, but uh, he's just a wonderful, wonderful, down-to-earth guy. Great sense of humor. Love you. Always smiling, laughing, and uh, yeah, I became very close with he and his and his family. Now, didn't so, we meet down like on the Jersey Shore when Danny was coming to a show or something? Maybe something to do in Asbury Park. I think we first met at. Uh, it was the Garden State Film Festival, I think. Okay, yeah. And you were there. I think uh, I was reaching for the shrimp, but you took the last three shrimp in, in the buffet. <laughs> and that's how we got into the discussion about how much you love shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> I love comedy. I really do, because I'm allergic to fish. That never took place. But anyhow, <laughs> the Garden State Film Festival, which takes place at the uh, Paramount in Asbury Park, New Jersey, has been around for a long, long time. I don't know how many years. I first got involved because I was hosting some of the awards galas. Yeah, yeah, I do that occasionally. I just did it this past year. Isn't oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. The girl who, or woman, that was originally, I guess, the president or creator? Diane, was it Raver? Diane, Diane Raver. Yeah, nice person, wonderful. Diane Raver, she was responsible, maybe still is, for putting together one of the greatest film festivals, actually, in the United States. Yeah. And I know the written, next time I had seen you was a sad occasion because it was a, a benefit, so to speak, for, uh, for Denise Barino, who had played Johnny Sachs' wife, a heavyset girl, in the, in, in the Sopranos. And, and it was at a club in, I think, in, uh, in uh, Perth Amboy someplace. Yeah. Perth Amboy. And you were doing your thing there. I've done a lot of charities. Sometimes it's difficult when they put on a, a performance for a sad situation and they say, okay, now here's the comedian. They're like, oh, okay. well, I'll do the best I can. I hope we raise some money. There was a couple of other places down on the Jersey Shore that I don't think they even exist anymore. But I remember seeing you down there. You know, Diane Raver had a very famous husband. He directed a lot of TV commercials. Oh, yeah? That's actually how I knew Diane Raver, because I grew up as a teenager doing TV commercials, and I worked with her f husband many times. He had passed away very young, and that's how I became to know Diane. And then I was performing in Asbury Park, and that's how I get to meet all those people. 
and I think that's how I met Danny because he had that place in Hoboken. Yeah, on Thursdays we used to go. Uh, he had a comedy club upstairs. He and his son Ricky used to run it. We would eat downstairs, and this guy Fortunato was the chef. I remember. Yeah, tuta pasta. <laughs> yeah, tuta, tuta pasta. pasta. And oh. Danny, Danny was uh, gluten free, and we used to <laughs> we used to have fun all the time because he would just eat this. It would just be chicken, and he had to have the rice a certain way. After a while, I would kid him. I'd say, you know, I think your eyes are getting a little slanted, Danny. Said, give, me, give me a whack. Toot the but pasta. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, it was fun time. The memories fun of the time. good old days. It was days. always a fun time with him. Well, let's go. In, then he got into his music, and he did that combo stuff. And yeah. Besame mucho and all yes. that. Yes. I remember a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Let's go all the way back to your beginning, Ben. Where are you it's originally long, from? Where, where you Where are you born? Providence, Rhode Island, an Italian section. As a matter of fact, you had Bruce Sochon recently. It's the same neighborhood. There's an Italian section there called Federal Hill, and then I moved down the road from there. But that's where it was, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. Federal a Hill. Of, a lot of Italians. I was thinking maybe you come from uh, Italy originally. No, my father did, but uh, but I didn't. But you don't have an accent from Rhode Island at all. You know, it's, I'll tell you a quick story if you want about my accent. You know, I did come to Jersey with Pak the car, and, and, and first you got to go to church, you know. I, I was, but then I developed, you know, really quickly into this Jersey, this whole Jersey thing. And I'm doing a movie out in California. It was, had, to, had to do with, I figure what it was, it doesn't matter. But these two guy, valley girls from California were serving an apprenticeship there. So the girl says to me, uh, my character was Jack. She says, Uncle Jack, uh, where'd you learn how to talk like that? I said, what do you mean? She says, you know, like you talk. I said, no. She says, no, what do you, she says, you don't talk like that all the time, do you? I said, I think so. I said, wait a minute, you think I went to a school to learn how to talk like I talk? She said, yeah. I said, no, I talk like that all the time. She was hysterical. She was from the West Coast and, you know, the East Coast people, for yeah. some reason, we have this, this I said, look, it's like soup, you know, whatever. It's a combination of whatever you put in comes out, from where you grew up and where you are and your, your heritage or whatever. She thought it was the coolest thing in the world. The way I was thought, I said, I could be, hey, how you doing? I could do that if I had to. But uh, I don't know how the accent really is in Providence. I would have to hear it because we all think Boston right away because yeah, we're here have, in New Jersey. Yeah, they have their own accent. They do, Boston. right? Yeah, and even it gets even worse as you go more north. New Hampshire? Yeah, yeah, New Hampshire, yeah. I don't know how to say it. I'm no, just a, it like something like that, you know. Yeah. I'm a Jersey guy. I still have a, a little bit of an accent. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You got a little bit of an accent. Yeah, just a little twinge. So you're growing up in New yeah, uh, in, in, in Providence. Providence. Yeah. When did you get hit with the acting bug and you joined the world of uh, pursuing well, television? I always, I always loved watching the old black and white films. You know, I was like James Cagney and. Uh, George Raft and those guys, you know, you remember a couple of those guys, right? Maybe James Cagney, I can't there. think of Mr. Raft. No, I think Richard of the Bowery Widmar. Boys, oh, yeah, Dead End yeah, Kids. Yeah. yeah, but I always liked that stuff, and I was an athlete. I was a big jock, but, you know, if you're an athlete and you were interested in the theater, it just didn't go for some reason. You still know? don't. No, I don't. <laughs> it might, it might. I, mean, no. <laughs> I know what you're talking so about. I, I goofed around a little bit in high school. As a matter of fact, I, did Louis, I played Keeley Smith in high school at a couple of performances and a friend of mine played Louis Prima and this girl was six feet tall and I had her clothes and Louis Prima and Keely Smith had this whole thing going you know, I'm confessing that I love you and all that uh oh stuff. we just made some money uh, we did yeah, yeah I didn't see while it. everybody's watching the show they can actually do a shout out and when we shout out who just oh, okay. did that they give who us a little that? bit of cash so let's see who it was who wants to say hello Vince Minetti all right. Hey, Vince Minetti, how you doing? Say hello to Vince Minetti. Vince Minetti, how are you? This is the legend right over here, Artie Pasquale. He's talking about where he's from. Pay attention and keep sending us money. Hi, Nick. How you doing? It's nice to see you. Everybody watching on Instagram, if you watch us on Facebook, you can make us some cash. So 99 cents. Okay, so we made six cents. That's good. We're it's kicking ass. It's not even a slice of pizza. Cha-ching. <laughs> and Angela's watching. Hi, Angela. We miss you. We're here with Artie Pasquale. And uh, what was the name of the restaurant you said you saw him at? She's the one who said she oh, saw him. the Hylon. Where is she? You're right over here. How are you? I'll see you maybe next week. All right. We're going to be who back knows? there again. Keep sending the cash. All right. Let's get back to the story. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I got this little interest, and in, in, then I went to, uh, 
I was a jock and I didn't get to, I went to college and I got involved in it a little bit there, here and there. And I really didn't, uh, and I was in coaching, I was a coach, I was a basketball coach. And I always say that coaching and teaching helped me as far as acting goes because in a sense you're always performing, you know. Right. So. Got to capture everybody's attention. So I got bits and pieces, little stuff, little theater stuff here and there. And, uh, and eventually, of course, the Sopranos came along and that knocked it out of the park. All right, know? but that had to be a little bit of yeah. a, a ways. I mean, did yeah. you do plays? Did you do theater? I did a, yeah, I did did a couple, of little, couple of plays in college, but nothing great, nothing great, like little homemade movies, that kind of stuff. But I always had the itch, but I was married and I had two kids at right. the time, so it was difficult. But uh, so I, when always did you, bug. I always had the bug for it. When did you know? come to Jersey? I came to Jersey in uh, the 70s. Yeah, it's many moons ago. All right. So then yeah. The Sopranos is what you feel is what really became you a big break in the industry? Oh, yeah. It was a great, great break, you know. And to this day, it's there's a whole cult of people. It's unbelievable. And even COVID, now with COVID, it was rejuvenated because people were staying home. What are we going to do? Let's watch The Sopranos again. Kids that weren't allowed to watch it could watch it. Kids, right. Kids uh, who weren't even born were watching it. And it's just it's, it's an amazing there's it's just an amazing experience. There's books, there's tours, there's personal appearances. It seems like there's more Soprano stuff going on now than it did when it was actually airing on the show. I mean, I was with a guy, I was walking down Mulberry Street. I'm sure your viewers are acquainted with Mulberry Street. Sure. And then a guy taps me on the shoulder in a, in a Norwegian accent. Now, I can't do a Norwegian accent. It always comes out like a Spanish guy. But he says, you're, you're Bert Gervaisi, huh? Silvio strangle you. The guy was from Norway. You know, the guy. Then the guy says to me, uh, not too long ago, "How's Spencer doing?" No, you don't know who Spencer was. Right? No, Spencer was my dog. <laughs> my dog. And the soprano had one scene. <laughs> Spencer was my dog. He's a famous dog. Yeah, famous dog. Yeah, he was a pain in the ass <laughs> doing the shot. But, uh, it's, a, it's a great story. I'll tell you. Isn't it unbelievable <laughs> that you're getting recognized? on the street down in mulberry street so people who don't know it's the village in new york it's the italian neighborhood it's where they have the feast of san Gennaro and all the really good stuff more money five hundred dollars sent and this is coming from philadelphia so here's a big fan of artie's right now he's in philadelphia they call him vinnie from south philly you probably know him because they have a lot to do with that rim cafe oh yeah yeah in yeah, philadelphia yeah, yeah, where the yeah. two cheesesteak places That's are right. we had the longest the longest uh cheesesteak and then they had the longest something recently i forget what cannoli it was. cannoli right? these the are your friends cannoli. all right yeah. vincenzo and then, say hello to the neighborhood and then there was the guy there the heavy set guy who owns that restaurant yeah, who the made corner, the, uh, the thing corner. what's it called i can't the rim rim cafe yeah, right the name of it. yes isn't that yes. funny yes so we all have the same friends we yeah. just don't always get to be with each other at the same time so i had gone out there to do a show and i went out and hung around with these guys at the two cheesesteak places and they were very gracious and help me with some publicity, but I guess you were down there working on a project? Um, or you were doing promotions for a project? No, we were doing uh, Made in Chinatown, I think was the name of some oh. it was a crazy film that we did down there. All right, so there's more films. Well, let's finish up with The Sopranos before we get there, because yeah. there's some important things we want to hit here, because they had Sopranos Con, they had guys in The Sopranos who sing, they have guys in The Sopranos who continue forward. And, of course, he got recognized on the street by somebody from another country. That's yeah. how famous. Even at, at SopranoCon, people would come up to you, you know, and you're signing. They say, hi, thank you for coming. I'm very appreciative. You would like a picture, and you sign a picture. And I say, where are you from? Oh, we're from Australia. Oh, Australia, you're visiting New York City? No, no, we're just here. We're just here for SopranoCon. They came from Australia. Somebody came from the Netherlands. They had, like, 10,000 people there in, like, a day or two just for the Sopranos. I mean, it's, it's outrageous. The whole thing is it's, it's hard to comprehend. So, well, how did the role come about? Because naturally everybody knows that you know, when, the, when the show became such a hit, getting an audition could actually be really difficult. Maybe you had to know somebody. Well, uh, I did, you know, I did, and I befriended David Chase. And, you know, these writers, they keep these stories in their head. And I gave him a true story. As a matter of fact, it's, it's, not too many people know this. This is a scoop for the for the show. All right, let's have All it. All right. Uh, the Artie Bucco character, I had something to do with that. It's the first episode of The Sopranos. 
where I had an aunt and uncle and living in Providence, Rhode Island. They had a little cafe on Admiral's Avenue and Federal Hill, that Italian section. The wise, well, I shouldn't say the wise, I can't say wise. Sure you guys. can. They say, why, okay, well, what are they going to do, come over to my house? Well, anyway, those. They know I'm in the basement. He says, wise guys. Influential guys in the <laughs> yeah. neighborhood. Friends. They would come over and they would, my aunt would say, what do you want? To, they would say, Anna, what do you have today? You have pasta and beans? What can you make for? She'd go in the back and make for Anyway, to make a long story short, a guy used to go in there every day at 1 o'clock. And they were going to shoot him in my aunt and uncle's restaurant. Now, this is the first episode of The Sopranos, and your viewers can check this out. So they had asked my Tony Soprano in the show, but in real life, a guy suggested to my aunt and uncle, why don't you go on a vacation? Because they didn't want to shoot the guy in, in, the, in, the, in the restaurant. They get a bad reputation. Nobody would go there. Who wants to go to that restaurant? So you might get killed. Right, right. <laughs> so my aunt and uncle never wanted to go give in to these guys because once you do that, you're indebted to them. So what do they do? As in The Sopranos, bingo, they blew my uncle's restaurant up as a favor to him. Right? So he collected the insurance, right? <laughs> and they shot the guy down the street. Instead, they couldn't go in there. So I gave David Chase that story, and when he and when he was being interviewed by Peter Bogdanovich, when you watch The Sopranos in, in another way, he said, "Where'd you get this idea of a guy blows up his best friend's restaurant?" He said, "Well." A friend of mine from Providence, Rhode Island, Artie Pasquale, gave me that story. It's a true story that happened to his aunt and uncle. So I think he kept Artie, because Artie Bucco, because I gave him the story. And Bucco is David Chase's grandfather's name in real life. And that's the Artie Bucco. Now, the first episode, I feel like I have some kind of a, a role, you know, in, in the development of You're the Artie Bucco role, character. Little credits. So every time I see John Bentamiglia, who plays Artie Bucco, we give himself a big hug because he survived the whole show. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't meet my demise until next to the last episode, but that's okay. Well, that's not so bad at no, all, no, all right? That was a great so you story. get on the show. Hi, Dawn. How you doing, Elaine? How are you, Anthony? Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're going to take some questions for Elaine? Artie. It's Elaine Altamira. Oh, my God. That's my sweetheart. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Hi, yeah, Elaine. Yeah. How you doing? Thanks for tuning in. Um... So how many episodes do you do you think you did on the uh, I did Sopranos? like about a know? dozen, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And epics, every episode was, it was so well written, you know. I remember I did a, my first, my first episode, I had one word. One word, that's my line. Now here I am in a thousand dollars. They had unbelievable money. I would get a thousand dollar suit. I had the ties. I had like patent leather shoes. You couldn't even see the pants of the shoes. So I'm playing cards. And my line was fold. And they said, you know how to play. And I got the cigar. There's a guy just in charge of my cigar. This guy was, it's all, just my cigar. <laughs> so anyway, the dealer says to me, and what are you doing? What are you going to do? And I said, I fold out of disgust, you know. The script writer, com script writer comes over and says, uh, Artie, not I fold, just, just fold. Now, to me and you, what the hell's the difference? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but that's how strict they were when it came to... Get your lines yeah, right. I'm sure Gandolfini, you know, he had he was privy to changing things around. Yeah. But that's what really made the show, the fact that the writing and the fact that there were no pretty faces on There were no George Clooney types. He was look, just guys that you see on the street. Yeah. And he was able to perceive... Great cast. Yeah, yeah. It was Great wonderful. cast. You know, for uh, folks out there that didn't catch what Artie just said... And there's Susie Ango. She was supposed to come here tonight, but she's sitting at home watching the show. Susie, I told you to come. We got pizza. We got Artie. We got drinks. We got wine. I miss wine. you, Susie. I miss you. <laughs> Artie actually just said he had a $1,000 suit. Everybody had money. And he had a guy who was just in charge of the cigar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you explain that? I mean, I could if you want, yeah, but I, I, mean, I want to hear from you. A guy who's there for the cigar. Just the cigar. Because of continuity, you know, when you shoot it from one from another camera, change the camera around, a one shot, a two shot, a three shot, whatever, I have, that cigar has to be the same length every time. I mean, I almost got sick doing this. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. Really. I knew he was And this guy say was that. just there. Okay, I almost got sick. Another, another cigar, another cigar, another cigar. And, and people at home, they're always looking to see if they can trick you, saying, how could that cigar be this short? All of a sudden, it was, just, it was this long a second ago. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people that do that. I mean, I even did a movie not too long ago where I had to eat this fettuccine, Alfredo, <laughs> fettuccine Alfredo. Well, I'm telling you, you talk about agita. That's all I had was for two days. I was just sick from eating fettuccine Alfredo. Everything has to be the same. You know, yep. you know the roads have to be in the same. 
But there was a person in charge of everything. If if your shirt was unbuttoned and you took a break, there was somebody always taking pictures. Taking pictures. There's a continuity person on all sets, and they uh, they nitpick 110 <clears> percent <throat> because they have to. Because uh, let's suppose, and he's smoking the cigar, and uh, an hour later they do the same scene, and the cigar's all the way down by his fingers. When you watch the movie, it's going to look like it blinked and, yeah. it, and it popped and cut in half on its own. So they have somebody there to do it all day long. Well, let's suppose and you don't get your lines right and somebody else screws up their lines. You end up smoking a cigar three times in an hour. A yeah, different I mean, cigar, there, you can get sick. And there are some scenes that maybe you can't do once or two, more than once. It's like when I got killed, that was a great, a great scene. Yeah, so tell I, us about that. Well, I mean, that is, was, is it do or die? You know, one well, shot, you got to get it right. Did they bloody you up? I no, mean, well, no. They wanted. They asked me if I wanted to go through with it myself or physically. I said yes, no problem. It's where Stephen Van Zamp, who played Silvio, you know, I'm playing both sides, and he's, he's coming to my house. He comes to my house, and I say, "Watch out for Spencer." Spencer was my dog. I said, "He's a little shit machine over here, right?" So we go inside, and he strangles me, but he broke the garret on me like two or three or four times, <clears throat> and he's barrel-chested. I'm this tall guy. I said, "Look, Stephen, just do it as tight as you can." And if it hurts, I'll, I'll let you know. And he did do it tight to the point where I really felt like I was being strangled. Like, I really, I really did. And the dog, and there's this dog off camera, and they put catnip in my pants. And the trainer, the dog, is going to release this dog at a certain time to come barking at me. But anyway, I go down, and now people call me up later because I get a great shot, and the camera is right here in front of my eye. And for some reason, my eye drooped. You know, because of the tightness of this garret. So people call me up, my buddies call me up and they say, Hey Artie, I love the way you drooped your eye, you know, when they strangled you. Like I'm home the night before, in front of the mirror, practicing, rehearsing how I'm gonna look when I get strangled the next day. You know, I mean how do you do that? You know, I don't know, I was just you know, gonna say, do, how do you, you know, how do you, you rehearse do dying? No, you you don't, right? So yes, <laughs> some things turn out lucky. But people with this people said, Oh, it's great the way you drooped your eye like that. And it's just, just, you just get lucky, right? Yeah. And then I was getting the shit beat out of me with when, I, when you do the scene, crashing into this, crashing into this. And this dog was beginning very annoying. So I said to the, I said, when you get this fucking dog off me? So the trainer says, don't yell at Iggy like that. Iggy was her dog's name. I said, Iggy, I'm getting the shit beat out of me. You're worrying about Iggy. Iggy probably got paid more money than I did for that scene. But it wasn't. It was a very difficult scene, considered to be one of the better death scenes yes. of The Sopranos. Yes, that's you know? what you said. It's one of the uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. better death scenes in The yeah, Sopranos I mean, been, than most. Been, that's great. I met my demise a number of times. You could actually ways. tell people the rest of your life. Let me, tell, let me tell you, The Sopranos <laughs> was a great show, but the way they killed me, <laughs> nobody dies like me. You that's see the right. way my face drooped? That's right. I had that's catnip right. in like, my pants. It was like this. <laughs> It was great. I rehearsed for days before they did it. <laughs> Some things happened by mistake. I was playing cards in one scene, and just by accident, there was one chip. I was playing Joe Gannascoli, you know, he was, yeah. he, was, he was playing. He was in part of it, and I think Christopher did. So one chip was accidentally left in the pot. So I took it upon myself to flip the chip over, like saying, hey, take this too, you son of a bitch, you know. So I flip it over. A friend of mine who I played cards with, Artie. We got, we got some more case. That's oh, Dawn. We got to do a nice shout out to Dawn. You ready? Okay. Dawn. Dawn. Say don't, hello to Artie. Don't go away. You've been good to me. Is that how the song goes? Something like that. Yeah, we should know, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're from the area. Yeah. How does it go? I don't know. Dawn. We just went over to the Four Seasons somehow. Yeah. Dawn Kaltenbach Hale. Thank you so much for the cash. We appreciate it. Artie says hello. I hope you're enjoying the story of how he got strangled, killed, and mauled by catnip and rehearsed for it. <laughs> oh, and then that's just to conclude that silly story. Yes. There was one chip left in the, in the middle of the table, so I flipped it over to him, like, you know, take this too, you son of a bitch. So a couple of friends of mine called me up. Artie, you're an old card player. I love the way you left that one chip in there. Like I left it intentionally. No, but they kept it, you know. So some things happen just by, as you know, you know, you've done So that was like an movies. improv? Yeah, yeah, oh. it was an improv. Nice. And they kept it, so you never Good. know what they're going to keep. It's great that you got to work on this incredible series. It's still uh, 
well, as you know, now it's trying to be uh, replicated in, in a lot of different formats. Yeah, so some are good and some are bad, you know. Unfortunately, everybody wants a copy of the Sopranos, but they can never equal that. No. You know, I don't think so. I was doing some stuff, but I do everything from the point of view of comedy. Um, you know, I grew up as an actor, but I knew I would make a, mm. a better living in where I was in the world doing jokes. And I love what I do. I've been doing stand-up now 30 years, and every time I got a part in a movie, every time I got a part on a TV show, it's because they saw me performing. Yeah, well, you've got a great reputation, and people love it, so just keep doing it. I'm going to keep you on doing it. People out there, I'm, before I forget, anytime you see Mike Marino is going to be wherever he's going to be, you go there. <laughs> go and there. that's you'll coming a, from Artie. you got no choice. you a great show. You don't come to my show. He's going to get the catnip. <laughs> so after The Sopranos, how many um, other shows have you been working on? Did it start well, to help you a lot? Yeah, oh yeah, a lot, especially with different events, you know, like I'm doing a couple of golf things recently in the near future, but, I and I don't really, I'm not one of these guys that always wants the money, you know, some people want money, whatever, I just, I just I'm blessed being on the show, I'm appreciative of being on the show, but I've done a number of movies since then, you know, I just did this Mob King thing that's... Yes, um, okay, let's go there, because... I know Ciro's probably watching a lot of those cats out there in Florida. I'm uh, friends with Ciro. I was in the uh, project. Thank you so much, Ciro, for putting me in Silent Partners, which is another project that they had seen me doing stand-up. And, of course, Gary Pastore helped yeah. me get on that project. And that's how I met Bruce Socher. That's how I met some of those guys. And what was really great for me is while we were working during the day doing the project, that they would come and see me do stand-up at night. Oh, that's nice. You know, that's put nice. it all together. Yeah. and. And, and then I would acknowledge them from stage. Yeah. I enjoy doing that. Hey, Artie Pasquale's here, ladies and gentlemen, and put the camera That's on great. you. That's great. And, and the person like appreciates it when you do that. Really, yeah. it was really nice. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, well, I did a bunch of films. I just did one in Texas called Old Man Jackson. It's a comedy. I did one called Camp Joy. I did. I did about three or four recently, in a matter of two years. So it was pretty good for me the That's last a lot. Couple, last couple of years. But Mob King, you know, initially it was. You know, they weren't sure as to where they were going to go, how it was going to go. And I have to, I have to give Ciro and his group a lot of credit because they put this thing together and they were determined to do it and they persevered and, and it came out pretty good. You know, it came out pretty good. So you have a sizable role in Mob King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very they didn't good kill role. you in this one? Well, I can't tell you what happened. It's on, if you go to, uh, what do you call it, uh, Prime, Amazon Prime, you can see it tonight if you want to watch it. But I can't Is that right? I, yeah, but I can't tell you what happened. Okay, so there's a lot of people jumping on right now, so let's do this. Mob King, obviously is a mob movie, because it says Mob King in the title. Yeah. It premiered, I'd say about maybe a month ago, in Miami? In no. uh, Fort Lauderdale, the, the Hard, Rock, Fort Lauderdale? Hard Rock Hotel. Right. Fort Lauderdale. I was supposed to be there. I was performing there the week before, and I couldn't make it. I wanted to come down there. I wanted to... I got Ciro on my podcast and everything. It was really cool because, ladies and gentlemen, he's just not a producer and a writer and a director and the star of it, but the guy, uh, his, his resume is jail time. So it's pretty amazing <laughs> that this guy does, I don't know, 20 years in prison, comes out, and all of a sudden now he's a movie star. I call him 007. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good-looking guy, yeah. right? But um, Artie is in uh, Mob King, and I know there's a lot of people want to hear that right now because I can see you writing in. So, Anthony, uh, he already said Mob King was excellent. Thanks you for watching. Robert Catalano, thank you for watching. He's also one of my sponsors. He owns um, an Italian restaurant in Ohio. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on it. It'll come to me. But, Robert, say it, and we'll, we'll plug it out on the show again. Let's see if somebody else is saying something. So Mob King, you can watch now on Amazon Prime. Thank you, Laura, Amazon Prime. Thank you, Anthony. These are all people that want to watch you in Mob King. So I appreciate it. Give it a try. Give it a try, you know. I, thank you so much. Here comes some more money. I appreciate you, Anthony. And go ahead and watch Mob King. Say uh, hello to Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Ponty. Thank you, Anthony Ponty. Ponty or Ponty? Ponty. Anthony, the next time you come to one of my shows, I'll make sure that Artie's there and he'll give you a, a nice handshake, a hello, and maybe an autograph. It's up to him. Speaking Absolutely. of autographs. Absolutely. Oh, more money. Keep on sending that cash. Thank you. Love Mob King, says Elaine. So I guess they were all watching this show. See, it's always great to plug somebody else's project, even if I'm not part Elaine of it. Is my biggest, Elaine's my biggest fan. 
You have this other fan that writes every once oh, in a okay. while. Who is it? is it? She has a book, maybe? Is it called Chasing James Gandolfini? Oh, yeah, that's is this uh, your Donna, friend? Donna Blue. Donna, Donna Blues. Blues. Who's Donna that? Blues. <clears throat> She's a friend. She's a friend that has this fascinating fascination with uh, James Gandolfini. And she's written a book uh, having to do with her life, more or less. And she's been on a few shows here. Oh, there, okay. But, she, but she's... I see her very, promote very you. Very dedicated. Yeah, I, th I thank her very much for doing that. Yeah. So now you're doing all these great movies. You've got a great project going on. Handsome guy doing your thing. Well, Tell me this story about our mutual friend down on the Jersey Shore. Did you want to spill that? that? Oh, Debbie. Debbie. We were just... Matter of fact, Debbie was at... Uh, the Mob King premiere. <clears throat> she went to Florida? Yeah, she no went to kidding. Florida by, wow. herself, by herself. And she told me this story that um, she had a car. I don't think she ever drove it, or maybe she drove it very little because it was a clutch, you know, and that kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, it was a... Is it called a clutch anymore? You know, Cash, thank you so much. Who's sending it in? Anthony, Jimmy, come up my restaurant all the time. Oh, James Candelfini came to your restaurant. Who are we talking to? Anthony D. Ponte. Where's your restaurant? Why don't we come? Me and Audie will come. I love when people do yeah. this. Yeah, I heard the veal piccata is very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on, man. Are we, are we stagnant? Where's your restaurant? I guess not. I guess. He just went out of business. Yeah. It was in Tribeca. Do you know this gentleman? I don't know. I don't know. I, well, Ponte's was a famous, remember a famous restaurant that I used to go to years ago. I don't know if it's the same family. Well, thanks, a, Anthony. A famous restaurant. We appreciate you. Thanks for watching the podcast. Thanks for watching the celebrity over here and all these great projects. And uh, thank you for tuning in to Mob King and watching the show tonight. If you ever want us to come down to uh, Tribeca, I'll come. Yeah, He'll go down to Little Italy. They love him down there. Yeah. Especially the people from another country. It was called yeah. Ponty's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a bunch of fucking idiots over here. <laughs> What's so the name of Anthony Ponty? Getting back to Debbie's story. Wait a minute. Let's set her up real quick. Debbie right. DeLisa. Is the manager. Right? She used to be the owner manager. She don't uh, own it no more? I don't think so. But anyway... She's been there for a long time, uh, the Wonder Bar in, in uh, Asbury Park. Go down and support her. She she works works her tail off, and she has a good thing going. She takes care of. She has that yakety yeah, yakety dogs. dogs, and she takes dogs. care of about thirty or forty cats. <laughs> and it, really, in this like special place, I don't know where it is, but she's really into animal rights and all that other stuff. And she puts on a good show. She doesn't. She's not a performer. She has a lot of great performers going. She has an incredible, famous place. In Asbury Park, right across the street from the boardwalk, it's called the Wonder Bar, down the block from the Stone Pony, right. across the street from the Paramount, which is across the street from, what's the other big place? McClune's place there. Well, yeah. McClune's, yeah, yeah, the McClune's used to be Howard Johnson's. I'm thinking <laughs> of the big 3,000-seat theater. I think a lot of this stuff is still closed. Anyway. Convention Hall. Convention, Convention Hall. Hall. Yeah. That's Asbury That's Park. It. Very famous town, known for a guy. Like, his name is um, um, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and Springsteen used to go, used to hang with Debbie in in, in uh, the Wonder Bar. Debbie's quite, husband. Quite often. And all those cats. Yeah. Um, so go yeah, ahead. Matter of fact, Lance Larson, famous person, was just there recently. We saw him recently. Wasn't they married? Uh, I don't know if they were married, but they were they were together, uh, together. for a long time. Okay. Yeah. So a lot anyway, of Debbie. Debbie had a car, and she wanted to raffle it off for a fundraiser, and she had Bruce Springsteen sign it. So she said, this is great, right? So, for, But first he had sent her to, he, he gave her free tickets for his performance in Germany. So she comes back from Germany. Anyway, he signs the car, the glove compartment and the fender. So she wants to get the car cleaned up. She goes, she takes the car to be detailed. <laughs> and... <laughs> she said, these are his, her words, she said some Mexican guy <laughs> thought, thought it was graffiti. <laughs> and he takes all of the Bruce oh, Springsteen shit. signature off. And he said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But being a good sport, Bruce said, I'll do it again for you. 
And so I don't know where the car is now and where they're going to raffle it off. But that was pretty funny. I thought you could see this guy. What is this? What is this on my car? You know, this, <laughs> hey, let me do, you help her out. Take this. Who's this name here? He probably thought it was. Could you imagine? <laughs> this is the worst graffiti I've ever seen. We better get some wax and get that off. <laughs> imagine telling, going to Debbie, hey, we clean your car good, man. No graffiti. <laughs> that's the best thing I could do. That's, that's my Providence, Rhode Island accent. <laughs> this woman owns an incredible club. It's such, such a nostalgic thing. Um, I was never really extremely familiar with Asbury Park, but in 2006, Steve Travelese from 101.5 on the radio, he and I became friends, and he said, you know, you could be like this Bruce Springsteen of stand-up comedy. And I says, oh, that's a great title, and hopefully someday I can get to that level. And he said, why don't you rent the Paramount Theater and shoot a show in there? And I'm like, that theater's been condemned for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. It was closed for yeah, 20 years yeah. before they I unchained shot a that. Movies in there right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's creepy. They don't, they don't know what to do with it. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's like a white elephant. They say whatever. But... I don't. I don't get. <clears throat> but anyway, I ended up doing a show in there, and I was hoping I would get 300 people. Well, much to my surprise, 1,700 people came, and that's when I met Debbie, and I met all the people in Asbury Park, and they all said, "Hey, listen, we have restaurants in the area." would you mind making an announcement that your after party is next door? And I'm like, sure. And you should have seen the line hit the Wonder Bar. Because <laughs> yeah. there was nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hot place now. The now. Jersey Shore is like the music capital of New Jersey, it seems. And it might not, almost not, be the capital of the world. It's as far not too as much Maine. up here, but there's always something going on. Here's another letter from your fan. Who is this? Which who's this? Ponte? They even filmed a portion of The Sopranos at my restaurant. Nancy Sinatra was there. She was singing to all the wise guys at the tables during the episode. Yeah, this is Ponte's restaurant in Manhattan. I'm guaranteed famous, famous place. I Anthony, to, I used to go there. We're coming. Is it still open? Thank you for the money. Thank you for the cheer. Thank you for watching the show. I appreciate that. I think we need to come down there and have a little dinner. We'll, we'll bring our okay. stories. <laughs> he says, yeah, all right, let's do this. Tell Tony the nose to let us in. Come on now. Who's working the door? Who's working the door? We'll come in the back door through the kitchen. <laughs> you know what? We'll do a show there. He'll sit there, sign autographs, talk about his uh, getting killed and his face is drooping and the, and, the, and the shit that was in his pocket so the dog would lick it. And I'll crack a couple of jokes, That's and we'll a, do it all for a bowl of, uh, what was it, fettuccine. <laughs> and a cigar. We'll smoke the cigar, we'll shrink it. Here we go. We closed in 2014. And you know what? Leave us the fuck alone. I, told I didn't you know that. that. <laughs> it was a famous place <laughs> to go there. We closed in 2014 and oh. built condominiums. Oh. oh. Well, I don't know. Wow. It was a famous place. It was a great place, though. You had your history. Good for you, but Anthony. No. Unfortunately, we can't come to visit your condominium. Yeah, well, what are we going to do? Is there a lobby? <laughs> we could do a show in the lobby. We'll call it the lobby. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ponte's was here, we would call it. You know, I, before we go, I brought something I wanted oh, to yes. see. Oh, yes. I don't know if you I love when here. people bring me gifts. I don't want to miss out. I don't want he to brought miss. this gift. He was going to give it to me before we recorded. I said, could we do this on That's camera? Right. So I don't even know what's in here. I think you'll appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate I don't give any. This to oh my God! Here we go. There's a story behind it, and it comes in a nice cushion. See, I don't know if you can see this. <laughs> the eyes dripping. Can they see it here? Yes, let's do it. How can you see it? Look at my gift for my wall of fame. I can't wait to put this up. It says you mess with my, you mess with Marino, you sleep with the fishes. Oh wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Get a close-up. Get a close-up. Look how lucky. I'm the luckiest guy in the world, man. I just got an autograph on my own show from a celebrity. A celebrity. Look at that. You're and look at, look, at, look at Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> you mess with Marino, you sleep with the fishes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. It's all right. Thank you. you. Look at that. This is worth millions of dollars. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to auction this off. <laughs> I would never. You know, put I it back in his sleeve. I, I don't want nothing I to happen. This Thank to you a so much. I of mine's restaurant, and I put. And he was a big Soprano fan, and I put uh, "Food to Die For" on it. You know, kind of a cute little expression. So he puts it up in the wall, and this elderly woman 
I'm sitting there, and it's right here in front of her, and she's eating, and she's looking at my, my death scene, <laughs> and she calls him over, and she says, excuse me, sir, but I'm having a little trouble eating my food here, looking at this picture. Can you put it someplace else? And eventually he did, but he went, I said, well, you don't put that in the middle of the nice restaurant. You put it in your office or something like that. So now I'm in the men's room at this restaurant with this picture. So whenever you go to take a leak, you got to look at me. <laughs> but only a few people. <laughs> but it's a great picture anyway. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great shot. You know, they in, caught my eye, my eye, you know, the eye. That's, that's the, the drooping eye. The droop, in, yeah. in showbiz, to actually earn a living is very difficult. But to get a a long-lasting nostalgic role or scene in anything so iconic like The Sopranos is almost like winning the lottery. So he won the lottery, and now I got a picture of him winning the lottery. <laughs> I love it, man. Thank Lucky you so guy. much. It's a, it's all right. Thank you so it's much. All right. And you're going to keep on growing and growing. So what's in the hopper maybe for you, you now? Can, maybe you can find a spot in your museum here for it. Yes. Well, you got to get the, You're going to get you to sign the wall. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad your viewers here. can't see. This is really a. I've never been in a place like this. It's unbelievable. He's That's got, why actually we has his table and chairs from your grandmother. Grandmother. Your mother, from your grandmother. He has a refrigerator here. General Electric. I think the refrigerator goes back to what to the 30s or 40s. 40s. And it works. It does. And he took out. No, I was just talking talking today about my ice machines not working. He took out the old crank of the ice. Yes. The ice. The ice tray. The ice trays. With the crank on it. They're metal ice trays from the 1940s. Well, there's three of them. They still work. It brings back memories. That's in a way where I come up with. The comedy that I come up with, because right now there's Camarieri's Zeppeli mix, and he's the guy who did this. this and you know great. what, Joe? I'm going to give a bag of your Zeppeli mix to Artie right oh, now on the show. Great. And I'm going to give it to Elaine because I know she loves to cook. <laughs> she has no excuses. You just put this in a pan, I guess, right? No, you boil it in oil. You boil, oh, you have to boil like it. they do when you go to oh, the actual okay. feast. It comes out with a bunch of different, uh, what the Americans call Italian donuts. Then you shake them with uh, powdered, uh, powdered sugar, and they're delicious. You can get them at CamarieriZapolaMix.com. Use promo code Mike Marino. You'll get yourself 15% off. Joe, is that okay for me to plug it that way? Yep, you just did. And now it's being held in the hands of a celebrity, and it's there going it home to his house. Touched by a soprano. <laughs> He's been touched by a soprano. He's been choked by a soprano. The best choking on any soprano hey, hey, scene. That's true. He was choked so good his eye drooped. <laughs> the, oh, the eye. I love it's this. The eye. How much fun is this, right? It's great. It's great. I mean, yeah, I, I'm just looking around. This, this is like you have flexible flyers. You know, what are they, sleds up in, up in the ceiling sleds. here. You got you got it all. You've got it all. It's just really tremendous. I really... Well, I love antiques. I love nostalgia. I, I love people. I love doing all kinds of different things. We were having some pizza before we talked tonight. Um, the pizza was brought to you tonight, uh, to us, by Max's Pizza, which is on Park Avenue, right here in Scotch Plains. And um, I had a friend come down here tonight, and she brought me some T-shirts. So we're going to do a quick plug for uh, her business, because I called her today because, dude, I'm eating too much pasta. Yeah. And the older well, I get, I can't, well, I can't digest it anymore. So I want to get wanna healthy. You want to cut down on the pasta? Have, yeah. a little, have some of this stuff. <laughs> this stuff will take care. Yeah. This will <laughs> neutralize the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give you the cacadellas. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to explain cacadell. <laughs> well, it's just, Not everybody speaks Italian. You know, if you eat too much of the wrong food, you get the poops. How's that? How's yeah, that you could say you get the shits. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Look how clean you get the poops. <laughs> now you get the shits. <laughs> um, one of the greatest you you trainers in all of New Jersey, I'm going to say, came by to say hello tonight because I want to order some food. She has food now, and she's a personal trainer. Wow, look at this shirt. Is this long sleeve? I wonder why she gave it to me for free. It's summer, and she gave me long sleeve. Know she knows I'm not going to be able to wear it. Well, it's nice. Boom. How was like that? How was that, huh? Nice. What does that say? I don't know. Stern? Stern. Does it say Stern? Stern, right? Stern Fitness. Stern Fitness. There she is. That's her body right you there with boxing gloves. This shirt will make you very stern. Yes. If you wear this shirt, you're going to get stern. And if you eat her food, you'll get real stern. Yeah. 
Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Stern Fitness. Say hello on the internet. Um, she's sitting here right now. We actually allow people to come down the basement. We're not doing that COVID cleansing thing anymore. What's your number? How could they get you on the internet? Uh, Sternfitness.net. Sternfitness.net. This is Lori Sternberg. Sternberg, nice Italian name. Sternbergo it used to be. I mean, if I'm going to lift weights, I'm going with a Sternberg. Sternberg, Jewish people are the best when it comes to going to the gym. Yeah. Are you going to work out? Not today. <laughs> hey, we got a mutual friend writing into the show right now. Say hello to Joe Cernio, who's an actor that we all know from Asbury Park. And Joe, Joe Cernio, right? this is interesting you brought that up. He's one of my closest friends. I almost Is that right? feel like he's a, yeah, like he's an adopted son. He's a great actor. He's got a, I think the title is Loved. I don't want to I don't want to screw up the title. It's a short, an award-winning short that just it's all over the place. And he's in the process of doing a a feature film. But in Loved, you talked about Diane Raver, her son played in this movie that he just did. And he was a very good actor. Joe's, Love you Joe's too, great. Joe. Joe is great. Joe, Joe, why don't you great. come on the podcast, man? Come down the basement and hang out, and uh, I'll make that happen for you. I'm coming down Thursday afternoon at 3 o'clock. I'm going over to the Wonder Bar to interview Debbie, and then I'm going to interview Vinny Mad Dog Lopez, who I've known for a very long time. I love this guy very, very much. The original drummer on the first three albums of uh, Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band, and he's also in the yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. A great guy, too. Yeah. Look, he's Joe Cernio. I want to get sterned. <laughs> I want to get sterned, too. When are you going to be there? This Thursday at 3 o'clock. You want to come down? No, I'm coming down Friday, though, but I can't. I can't I'd love to come down. But that's I all. have a show in Seaside Thursday night, which is sold out, so I'm not going to plug the show, but from there, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go to Debbie De, uh, Delisa. At the Wonder Bar, I'm going to get her interview. I'm hoping to get Vinny Mad Dog Lopez. Joe, I'd like to get you on the show. We can make that happen. I believe I still do have your number. And uh, this is going to lead me into getting, uh, I want to get some of the guys from the E Street Band. I know the guys from the E Street Band because I was hosting Light of Day. Oh, okay. But some time ago, I became friends with Vinny Lopez. Vinny comes to all my shows. They had a comedy roast. I was the guy who roasted the shit out of him. And, of course, you know. He's a legend, quite honestly. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's a he is. Street band. He is. And he introduced me to everybody. And the one year I was supposed to introduce Bruce Springsteen, he didn't come. <laughs> That's a true story. I always tell the truth. You son of a bitch. I had this whole intro planned and everything. And he didn't come. And somebody else, I don't know, played the songs. And, you know, I've done shows with um, Vinnie Pastore when he was singing. And yeah. a couple of the cats like that. So... It's all great that we all know each other, we get along, and we have fun. Vinny Pastore, as a matter of fact, if you don't mind me saying. Sure. Maybe the most gratifying thing I've done in, 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 any of this, in any of this entertainment was a play that he wrote and directed. And it was, we did it downtown at a small theater, Crane Theater, a small theater, and I played Vinny's father. And it was a young guy, it was just me and one other guy. He was playing my, and I was, he, he was Vinny's he was Vinny at a young, as a young person, and his father evidently was a bookmaker. I'm not saying anything that Vinny would be upset with because his father was a bookmaker. Didn't, he mistreated his mother, I guess. You know, make a long story short, it was called Mama's Chair, and it was absolutely gratifying. Uh, I'll give a plug for Vinny anyway. Vinny, Vinny's a good guy. Good guy. He's not just a good actor. He's a good director. Vinny Pastore, I know a long time ago from doing live events. And one of the first, I'd say, biggest films I ever did was a movie called Pizza with Bullets. And I remember going to the casting session because the director said, I'm going to put you in this movie. He saw me doing stand-up at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. I went down to the casting session and I said, look at me, man. I'm finally going to get to play a mobster. I've never played a mobster. I'm finally going to be a mobster. And I walk in the door, you see all these dark-haired guys, dark eyes, everybody look like they're going to kill each other. And the casting director says, looks at me and she goes, no, you're here on the wrong day. We're looking at the police officers tomorrow. I said, I'm not here to read for a police officer. They told me to come down today. The director told me to come today. 
no, no, you got the wrong day. Then the director come walking in the room. He goes, what's going on? And I says, I told him, I'm here to read for the mobsters. He goes, you're not here to read for anybody. We gave you the role. And I says, see, to the casting right now, I'm going to play one of the mobsters. He goes, no, you're playing the priest. <laughs> and then one of the greatest scenes I think I've ever done in my entire life was me, Vinnie Pastore, and Talia Shire. I was shitting in my pants. I was petrified. Vinnie plays this guy. He's in a coma, and she's trying to wake him up. So she says to the priest to come in, naturally it's a comedy, and I was eating food, and she goes, you know, the kitchen's over there, whatever the jokes were. And uh, I remember when the day was over, and Talia Shire comes over to me and says, you're the comedian, right? And I said, yeah. She goes, am I being funny in this scene? And I go, could you wait right here? I need to call my brother. He's never going to believe I'm talking to you. <laughs> I call my brother, Adrian. Adrian from Rocky. <laughs> Yo. Yo, Adrian. Oh, we had such a good time. And then you, you end up working with these people again and again and again yeah. because of the great relationships that you had. Got to do another quick shout-out to Anthony DePonte. He's saying Michael Sullivan did all the security for The Sopranos. He's his lifelong friend. All right. Nice. I want to give a shout-out to this, uh, this young, aspiring Brazilian actress. Uh, I think she's watching. Anna Tsunio. Where is she? She's a young actress. Where is she? No, right is she now? here? No, no. Oh, okay. No, I, just to, I told her I was going to be on. She's going to be a good actress. Well, hey. Oh, she is a good Good actress. luck in your career. Stay close anyway. with your friends because you never know who's going to help you and what's going on That's in the right. world. But don't go to Ponte's because they've been closed. <laughs> they're, they're condominiums now. Yeah, unless you're looking for some place to live. You know. <laughs> he said more money. Thank you, Anthony. He loves your jokes. He owns Brennan and Carr famous roast beef place in Brooklyn. Oh. Oh, oh you know about it? No. Roast beef in Brooklyn? You could say it. Of course, Brennan. Are you nuts? I knew that the whole time. Well, hey, listen, we have a studio audience tonight. <laughs> One person is into the gym and, and, and not eating any pizza. There's another guy who walked in off the street. We don't even know who he is. Um, he's from a podcast called You Know I'm Right, where right now he's proven that he's right. What was it? He owns Brennan Cars in Brooklyn. Who does? Anthony, right? Anthony Ponte? Yeah. Anthony! Who's in the peanut gallery? Huh? <laughs> another great interview. Artie, thank you. Okay. Who was that from? I don't know. Well, Vinny is from uh, Philadelphia. He's part of that oh, crew. Vinny, 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 yeah, Alyssa okay. Pizzells is an actress in New York City. She's phenomenal. And Anthony Ponte, he owns Brennan and Carr, famous <laughs> roast beef. You son of a bitch. Famous roast Not beef you, place Anthony. in Brooklyn. Well, Anthony, I think Artie and I would like to come to Brooklyn. <laughs> and we'll eat. We'll eat there. Yeah. At, at, at the steakhouse, and we'll bring this guy because he knows everything about everything. What are the condominiums called? Ponte's Condos? What's it called? Ponte's Condo con a la Ponte. Ponte's Condos by the, by the, by the river. Condo a la Ponte. Hey, listen, folks, we're having a lot of fun, and we got to get going. Artie, would you please tell everybody where they can find you on you the know, internet and where they could take a look at your work. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm trying to get rid of people. Never mind, find, find me. I'm trying to hide some people. Imagine that long anyway, time ago, you any, told the, guy, uh, the Italian guy, here's how you find me. Like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, <laughs> if you would, please. You know, I'm on Facebook. If you if you politely ask to be a, a friend, is that what it's called now, right? You have to be a, a friend. You want to friend me. Yeah, can you friend me? Yeah, can, can you follow can me? You, you got to follow friend him. Friend me. And the guy, a guy told me the other day, Artie, you don't check, never check my wall. I said, what do you mean your wall? Where, in your garage? Would you paint it? I don't know what you're talking about, your wall. You know, but I, I didn't realize oh. that we all have a, you have a wall. You yeah. Know, you know that. Don't yeah. You? Anyway, RDP, RDP you, can, you can email me, rdp21 at verizon.net, rdp21 at verizon.net, or go to Facebook and we can develop a relationship. You never know. Please follow Artie and watch know. his work and tune into uh, where they could probably find the rerun of one of the most incredible murder scenes on any television show yeah, in the history the of television. Com the Blue Comet, it was next to the last episode, the Blue Comet was the actual episode. So you don't have to watch the whole show, you can just go to my episode. That's called the Blue Comet? The Blue Comet, yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway, it was next to the last episode, so I lasted a while. Yeah, it's great. Anyway. That's great. And before you sign off, I want to say it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for being here. Oh, absolutely. For having me here. 
And you folks out there, follow Mike no matter where he is for his podcast, as well as if he's in a town near you or even far away from you. Give it a shot. He puts on a great, great show. And I think I'm going to go see him. I'm pretty sure he's going to be at the cutting room, Yeah. I think, in <laughs> August uh, with Steve Maglio, who I just saw recently at, at the cutting room. So you get a, a double header. When is that? The 24th? You've got even more fans watching. Johnny Salami. Look at I'm watching oh, from Johnny, the Tiki Bar. Johnny Salami. <laughs> He's at the Tiki Bar every Tuesday night. That's why you don't come here no more. Oh, He's still right. down on the Jersey Shore in Point Pleasant. I love this. He's Keep a, on watching. He's a character, Johnny. He Johnny, is. my man, how you doing? Hey, well, before we go, I just yeah. read this. Um, Mob King, Old Man Jackson, Cocoa? Coco? Coco, yeah. Camp that's Joy? A, that's the wrong. Camp Joy. Family's Feud? Family's Feud. Once a week a for life. One. What are these? These are movies that I just recently did or I'm in the process of doing. It's a lot of projects. Yeah. I like the title Family's Feud. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Is that a comedy? Yeah, very comedy. comedy. Are you going to be Long Beach Island in the next few weeks? You or me? You. No, I'm going to be Long Beach a, Island. I'm, oh, yes. Wait a minute. Long Beach Island? Maybe. Who are you asking? Look, now they're writing to other people. I love Johnny Salami. <laughs> He's a character. It was a two Johnny Salamis. I know. I know Johnny Salami from up here, and Johnny another Johnny Salami from uh, from Seagirt. There's a lot of salami. Yeah, it's a lot of. They're all going to Stern Fitness. Stern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do a shout out if you would to Sharon Pfeiffer from Artie Pasquale. How you doing, Sharon? Thanks for tuning in. A lot of fun here. Um, if you ever I want these Zapolas, once again, we're plugging the Zapolas. These are Marino Zapolas. Yes, <laughs> Joe Camarieri's. Sure. I don't own any Zapolas. Um, Anthony, yes, I am at the uh, Surflight Theater on July 23rd, and that is in Long Beach Island, or us Jersey people call Beach Haven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a 500-seat theater in Beach Haven on July 23rd, but this Thursday night, I'm at the Italian American Club in Seaside. It only seats 100. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I told you before, I'll do anything. Where are we going? <laughs> I will be at the cutting room. The cutting room, all right? So then you get to meet Artie Pasquale in person. That's the cutting room. When am I playing there? I think it's August 20th. <laughs> August 17th. 17th, is it? August 17th. <clears throat> oh, so this is where we're going to find Artie Pasquale on the Internet, ladies and gentlemen. One more time, if you would, Artie, tell everybody that they need to follow, they, they need to watch your work. Let them know where it's at. Just go to Facebook and I'll let you know everything, okay? Or, go, or if you want to email me to make it more personal, go rdp21 at verizon.net. rdp21. And, and I will try to befriend you, as you say. Befriend and you. I think that's the correct terminology. Yes, right? I'm going to implement all of this stuff. It's going to be here forever. On my wall. We're going to be signing the wall. We're going to be taking pictures. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm on tour all this week. Next week, while I'm here in the great state of New Jersey, so the show has been sold out this week, but on July 22nd, I'll be at the Villa Roma in Calicoon, New York. That's wow. the Catskills. Wow. The old school Catskills. The Borscht Belt. The Borscht Belt. It, right? Right? Now they call it Borscht. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Wow. And then... Uh, July 26th, I will be at Botagra, and that's in Hawthorne, New Jersey. Yeah, it's a big place, big place. It's a jumping place. I hope you'll come. Yeah, I think Nick of... is going to come, and a bunch of the old school cats are going to be there. We'll have some fun. That's under the tent or under the stars? I'm under the tent. Hopefully it won't rain so we could be under the stars, and hopefully we won't have to cut <laughs> through uh, Patterson. <laughs> so we're going to go all the way around. If I go through Patterson, I'm never going to make it to the show. Um, and then on July 28th, I will be in New Hampshire at a place called the Portside Opera House. I don't even know where I'm performing anymore. That's in New Hampshire. Go to MikeMarino.net for further information. And, of course, on August 17th, we will all be in New York City at the Cutting Room. I'm working with a guy named Stephen Maglio. He's a mutual friend. This yeah, guy's an unbelievable good. singer, great performer. He does We're a big have... band with Sinatra. He's a Sinatra with a band, with 15-piece band. Very good. Yes, and I get to be his opening act. We're going to have a lot of fun. And then from there, I'm going to go to uh, New Brunswick to perform in the Stress Factory 
on uh, August 18 and 19. From there, I want you guys just to go to MikeMarino.net and stay in touch. All right, listen, we got to get going. Let's do a big shout-out to my producer for making this show happen every single Tuesday night. Her name is Tatiana Blueshell. If you want to write to her because you think you'd make a great guest on this show, write to MikeMarinoEntertainment at gmail.com. You want to sponsor one of the shows, like my Zapala Mix guy or a couple of these Pizza Wise guys, go to Mike Marino Live. Well, if you're looking for a condominium, <laughs> Ponte's condominium. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I'm I love sorry. the pain. July 28th is my 65th birthday. This guy, Anthony, he won't leave us alone. Would you open up a restaurant again, please, so we could get more jokes? <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, we got to get going. Let's remember, make America Italian again, okay? You know the motto. You don't know nothing. You don't see nothing. You don't say nothing. And how do I end every single one of my broadcasts by saying the same thing with my guest? Okay, Ready? no problem. Let's go. Don't take, you can no say it together. Ready? Don't, don't take, take no shit, shit from, from nobody. nobody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> and we're out. Thank you, buddy. Ow. Hey, folks, I hope you're enjoying watching my podcast live from my mother's basement. We're having a lot of fun, and I'm going to have a lot of great guests on the show in the future. So if you like it, hit like. You could also leave a comment. You could subscribe to my YouTube channel and watch other funny videos. And you could also listen to my podcast on your favorite podcast app like Spotify and iTunes.